everyone. Welcome back to Dunkin' Deep Thoughts, the podcast where three college friends pick topics that interest us and we just talk about them. I am today's episode's lead host, Anthony, and I'm here with my fellow co-hosts, Sam and Dylan. And today's topic of discussion, picked by yours truly, is the future of college education. So to begin today's episode, I had the beginning of this topic. I have a question to ask both of my co-hosts. Where do y'all see college education in 50 years? Sam, you go first. All right. So as far as who's teaching it, I feel like most almost like 80% of schools will shift to a mainly online focus. So so it, it can reach more kids and, you know, reason money for, for the schools and they don't have to pay staff, which that sounds bad, but that, that's, that, that sounds like something a college would do. As far as like them teaching it, probably they they, they would probably like cut, cut out as much cores and just start to head head, head towards like directly just on, 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 only teaching kids what what they need to know to do their um, their career or their their chosen field. All right, I guess it's Hello. my I guess it's my turn. All right, I somewhat. Do agree with you, Sam. I do think that it is going to be online, but I generally don't know. Oh, I know we're talking about college here, but like just college, yes, it'll probably be more focused on online and probably I well, I would hope is less expenses towards these classes that you would not even need. Just directly focus on your thing maybe like english to help you like oh send emails and stuff and learn how to do that and like maybe like econ is understandable uh but for like lower schools i feel like they'll still be in person and still be the same for like the next 50 years because most social interaction comes from that damn actually i have a question about something you said you said so, that so. most of most of our education will shift towards online, right? Yes. But here's my mm-hmm. question. Does online education actually work? Because if you think about it, we kind of got our taste during COVID. And if I'm going to be honest, I think I can pull up a, an article is saying that after COVID, SAT scores just tanked, bro. Like people, mm-hmm. I, don't want, I don't want to use that word, but people lost some amount of IQ after COVID. <laughs> Like people are just work studying online, bro. I would do. Well, so I, I do agree. Okay, I do agree. What's up? I do agree with you with that, but that's going okay, into no, college. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay. Before we start, before we start, here's the article: SAT and ACT scores fall inside higher education. So, it, it, wait. Here's an excerpt from the article. This is the fifth consecutive year of declines in average scores, a worrisome trend that began long ago before the disruption of the COVID-19 pandemic and has persisted, said ACT CEO Janet Godwin. The SAT also saw scores fall this year. The 2022 average was 1050 compared to 1060 for the class of 2021. Okay, continue, Dylan. Okay, okay. First of all, I can go on and say how SAT is stupid, but that's whole nother topic we could go on. But that's getting into the SAT. Yes, the scores might have dropped time getting college, but either parents for those force those kids into going into the college or 
they're not really good at testing or they're not good at running home. But here's the thing. To build a habit, you're not gonna you're gonna have bad habits doing something you don't wanna do. Like since you don't wanna do these SAT, but you know you need to go to college, you're gonna try try, but you're not gonna put any full effort. But for me with coding, since I enjoy it and I see this hobby, I wanna pursue it, since I'm in college now, I'm I think I can still do it online better since I'm still pursuing it. I'm not gonna one would say bullshit it and like cheat my way through it. But it differentiates those people, the people who want, who knows what they're going to do in college and doesn't know what they're doing in college. I'm not shaming anyone here, but if you do know, you're going to, I was like, okay, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to do this. But if you don't know, you're going to like, what's, what's the point of this, me doing good if I don't know what I'm doing? And do I even want to go to college? There's like all these other factors. But once you're in college, you're pursuing your life career. And these are the people who want to be in school because you're paying them. So you want to be in school. And that by the second year, most of the kids probably that don't want to do it, who are forced by the parents, probably dropped out already. That's my take. What about, what about you, Sam? Do you have anything to question Dylan about his take? Do you have anything? So I, I agree with this point that if like you know what you want to do, then you would, you know, be, be more focused and trying to learn it online. Whereas, as you said, the, the people who have like a BS major, like communications, if, if but most of them are shots fired there. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> quote, quote, Sam, that communications is a bullshit major. <laughs> Cancel him right now. Cancel him right now. <laughs> Uh, you should. You just upset a whole lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but continue. Continue. <laughs> they probably. Oh, I. 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 I will say this. People who have the major that may not be, you know, important. Cough, cough. You know, um, <laughs> they probably won't be as focused on their courses as, say, uh, and. And and would be, but I do I do agree with Wade's point on if you know what what you want to do, then you'll do everything you can to succeed. How about you, Ant? Well, how do we? So oh, to preface this, I think we should uh, tell the listeners our majors. Well, I'm a computer science major. Uh, Sam, if you want to tell the audience, you can tell yours. I am a computer science major. Yes, sir. What about you, Dylan? Technically, I'm a computer science major, but I'm a software engineer major. Uh, all right. So before, I, so before I pull out the pitchforks, those are majors. So I think we have some amount of leverage on why we can talk this way. But yeah, I, I agree with Dylan's point about how when you really want something, you pursue it. And the people that are forced into it well, they don't really have any incentive to be in it because they don't have a dream. You know, if, if you don't have a dream, you're not going to give what it takes to achieve that dream. Because sure, you can go to college. Maybe you don't even go to college because you want to go to college. Maybe just go to college because you want the college experience. Perhaps you want to party and stuff like that. Maybe you're not like trying to achieve some level of success, which is not wrong. That's that's your life to decide, you know. I'm not going to tell you that this is the way you should live your life. You know, that's up to you. That's up to your standards. But I do agree with Dylan 
and how he said that if a person really wants something, he'll get it, especially when it comes to college education. But here's something that I wanted to ask Dylan about. Dylan, you sounded kind of skeptical on the idea of college being a necessity to achieve some level of success in this modern world. Could you elaborate on that? I do not believe college is always the way. Yes, I was skeptical on that. I think, adding to what I was going to say earlier, is like I do think there are probably going to be a lot less colleges because these teachers like are teaching you not one-on-one. Some people don't like um, for uh, college. For example, I know someone um, personally that tried college for about a year or two but realized this way of learning wasn't for him. That he was better off going to a, a company, working his way up, learning differently until he either found out what he wanted to do, if he wanted to go back to college, or if he was going to learn his way up by getting connections. That being said, that explains my point of getting these connections will help you build up. You can easily go up to someone and say, I will work for you, no pay, if you teach me your skills. And you learn from them and you work up from them. And once you get that skills, you can get actually hired by them and then work your way up. Like, I, I also know uh, another person who was a lot older than me who didn't go to college, but went into the tech field and learned uh, from these businesses and taught them and help them climb the ladder. College is not the only way, and I think getting your connections in this world, especially with how much tech there is, is getting a lot harder. And if you can get those connections, then it'll make it a lot farther than you would going through college. So here's another question. And then now that you were talking about how sometimes colleges don't really, aren't really open to people's different learning patterns do you guys think and this is a question for both sam and dylan do you guys think in the future in 50 years colleges will finally leave that very secular strict everyone learns one way style and no. branch themselves out into a way that everyone can learn their own specific way no I'm going to go out of size, Sam, but no, I do not think so because I'm going to get a little economics here. They care about money. That's all they care about. <laughs> Most of like the nope. higher ups who created these colleges like the money, but the people who are actually working in the college are like, the dudes just actually want to teach stuff. I'm not shaming on them. I'm talking about the, like the high, the high ups who like, are like the head of the college. Dean. Oh. Uh, they only care about the money intake, so they'll try to get in as much uh, money as they can while making it sound like, oh, yeah, we're doing this for you. Yeah, that's bullshit. I mean, yeah, it's helping us, but still, this is bullshit. What about you, Sam? Well, I agree with the man, Dill Pickle, 100%. As I, 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 I just think it would take too much of Coco their time to, uh, or to, to much of their resources to uh try to expand the, 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 the colleges or the way they teach it's for everyone's need because if they would they would have all the start started to head that way 
But the most stuff like, like we do, if they were to ship to online, is just like give every, just give everyone like, well, like, like some uh, hard points and go, all right, guys, you got me. I believe in you. Then take you with me. I do know. Okay, oh, go ahead, Bill. Uh, I do have to say the learning style has gotten a lot better since after COVID. A lot more colleges which I like because it allows full time while still working these jobs. Uh, like you can have like 33%, 66% or like 100% online de- uh, depending on what classes you need to sign up for those different classes. But you can have 100% in person depending on different learning styles. So if you like learning from online, if you like learning from in person. But being all fully online too, which our school does provide, allows these students, these adults who are in college, to allow to either take care of the family while getting uh, having like a full-time job while doing school at nighttime when it wouldn't be available because now it's online. It does help a lot, a lot more. So does I guess in a way COVID has helped the college accommodate for a bunch of more people, but it still isn't what most people would like it to be. So, Dylan, you said that colleges really only care about money and you don't see that changing. But here's the question. How do you think that in, in a world 50 years from now, progressive reforms won't be made that will, in a way, make colleges bend their hand into providing better, better education that's more how do I put it? More fitted to each individual. Okay. Let let me explain something. I do agree with you on that. But if you look at schools, which is not talking specifically about college, but schools in general, look 100 years back, 200 years back, 300 years back, 400 years back. They were the exact same how they are now. All it is is this nicer infrastructure. uh, We have ACE. That's it. The same teaching, the same classrooms, Similar college uh, was, uh, it hasn't changed in hundreds of years. Yes, I want it to change for the better. I just don't know how. So I don't see in 50, this 50 years, maybe longer. I can't see that. It could be next five years where it changes. It could be next 10, 20, 30, 40, so on. It could be a century for all we know for it changes. I guess... This is a problem that occurs when school, because the issue with schools is that schools in a way are a form of a socialist government. I, it'd be, it's a very strange way to say it that way. But if you think about it, schools don't really care about the individual. Schools are very, how do I put it? guys uh yeah no so like schools are very they're collectives that's the word my bad schools are collective schools don't really focus on the individual and that's because that was the philosophy of john dewey who was the father of modern secular education he said and i have a quote right here i believe that the school is primarily a social institution 
Education being a social process, the school is simply that form of community. Community is like a collective life in which all of those agencies are concentrated that will be most effective in bringing the child and the inherited resources of the race and to use his own powers for social ends. I believe that education, therefore, is a process of living and not a prep and not a preparation for future living. So this, in a way, is a form of the philosophy of English philosopher Jeremy Bentham, whose philosophy is utilitarianism. I think I botched it, but anyway, it is encapsulated in the principle of the greatest good for the greatest number. And I got that quote from Scientific American. Basically, what that means is that public schools are designed so that they can help as many people without strictly focusing themselves on an individual, which I think is wrong because as individuals, we are all different, you know, just in the way we speak and our mannerisms, we're all very unique. And for collectives to just destroy that individualism and to force a collective from, from a child since he's a child all the way till he's grown up and then when he's grown up to college, I just don't believe that's right. And I believe that is a trend that will continue to branch even in 50 years from now. Do you have any thoughts, Sam? Yeah, uh, I do actually agree with your point that schools are like, more like, uh, as if, if, if we can get percent of these kids to pass and and 20 percent uh fell then then we'll we'll, 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 we'll we'll take that i do believe that point but i also think that also something to do with the teachers though i feel like i'm not gonna say majority because i don't i don't know but i feel like there are a, a good a good a good amount of teachers who don't want to be te- teachers like they t- took that job as 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 a way to survive right I, I don't think they woke up at 12 and was like, I wanted to teach, right? Oh, mm-hmm. those teachers also add to like that idea that, oh, if you fell or if, if, if you don't understand, it's cool because I, I, I'll just pass you through. I want to take time, teach you individually how, how to read or, or, or how to do math, right? No, yeah, um, I agree. Some people just, like aren't fit to be teachers. And I don't know like why it is that they still feel like you probably said it's for survival. Do you have any thoughts, Dylan? Um, oh, okay. I do agree with you some point that there are teachers that are doing it for a living, but that's normally lower grades for college these professors actually enjoy doing it um, and enjoy teaching it while in like high school or middle school primary school school, whatever you want to call it they do it to get a job but yeah some of them actually enjoy teaching kids some of them do not goes both ways I'm kind of just in the middle so I don't really have much more to add. The thing you said about college teachers or professors doing it because like they like to teach, man, I don't know, man. I've had enough professors <laughs> not working. Like, why, if you are too popular to 
help me out or to a- 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 answer a question or want to teach a specific way. Why are you a college professor? I feel like it just a guitar or a for that. You know, they, they like the, I can't keep, keep the phrasing. I'm just going to say they like to express their views and they think that that view should be expressed to everyone and that should be the only view that those people have, okay? Sam, any thoughts? On... Okay. What? Um, I don't have any thoughts on that. Okay, here's a question for both of you guys. Will AI reach the point where it can replicate the teacher? Or do teachers have... So like, are, are, does, is there humanness required? Their ability to express emotion and feeling to be human is a human teacher necessary or will in 50 years AI open the gateway so that we can have just AI teachers for example I'm pretty sure you guys know the new chat GMBT thing right mm-hmm. yeah yeah so so are human teachers really necessary or can AI just replicate them okay I'm kind of sitting in the middle of this. I'll explain uh, the side of the AI first. Yes, I do think AIs will take over, and I think that is cool. But do I think it's good? No. Yeah, we would have to just getting rid of all the uh, the jobs. That's the simple part. But if there's something learning from a teacher, connecting with that teacher, um. The AI is probably it's like, okay, you don't understand this. Why do you not understand this? Like, it might be like that, but we we don't know. I'm like, why don't you understand? Let me try explaining it a different way. But these AIs don't maybe only know one or two ways. And then these human teachers can help you learn these multiple different ways. It makes you feel comfortable in their environment too, which I would rather, for me, I'd rather have a human teacher than an AI teacher, but I do think we'll eventually have AI teachers because that's the way it's going right now. Because we already see that with people learning off of YouTube, off of these videos, and you can't ask the videos questions, you can just just watch the videos and you learn. Sam? I think, think yes and no. I think yes in terms of like, we'll we'll, we'll have AI as like a teaching assistant or, or like, also, like go to a room where an AI could teach you if we progress that that far. I don't think humans would ever let it just get to the point where like we go, okay, so we don't need so and so anymore. Now, of course, there, 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 there's greed, plus a lot to have it. In, okay? But um, like especially at lower grades, like there's no way that humans and 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 AI to teach like. Pre-K in this case, college because half of the learning experience is is when the teacher does know how you learn, so they adjust it. Right? I'm not sure if you're saying the AI can't do that. The way I see the AI, the AI just just in one specific way, or the AI only reads out a specific instructions. Here's my take on the question. Um, I don't know. Have you guys ever had a really great teacher? 
like a yes. genuinely great teacher. Yes. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys a story. So when I was in seventh grade, I had a fabulous history teacher. Like this man, his name is Mr. Mike Smith. This dude was the funniest history teacher I have ever had till this day. I, up until seventh grade, I hated history. I hated learning about the past or anything. I thought it was stupid. I always thought it, I thought it was pointless. But this teacher single-handedly with his charisma and his energy changed my entire outlook on history. And now it's something I deeply enjoy studying and researching and just listening to. Why? Because of the impact of that one man. So I think that is the thing that will never allow AI to truly, to truly separate us from our human teachers. Because maybe that one human teacher is the one who will inspire you to be a, a different person. For example, like let's say you have this really great teacher in mathematics and then he, he inspires, he or she inspires you to want to become a math major. If you're being taught by an AI your entire life, an AI really can't inspire you. I, I don't know. What, what do you guys think? It could. Well, let me rephrase that. What I mean is, could we don't know in how our brains could evolve to be inspired by these AIs. We don't know how our brains would, or these kids would react. We wouldn't be like, we wouldn't be old by then, man. We'd be like, yeah, fuck these AIs. Fuck them. You need to be actual teachers. Like for me, I, for a story for me, I had dude, this. Dude, human teachers are going to be a flex, bro. I had a teacher called Miss Os or Miss uh -huh. Osweney. Uh, oh, honest, I think that's how you pronounce it. And she was the best teacher I have ever had. No one could beat her. She was an English teacher. Right? I hate English. Hate it. I mean, I, I still generally dislike it, but she made it a lot better. She was the most supportive teacher I've ever had. That she was so positive, uh, like she wouldn't. I don't think I've ever heard her really yell at the class. She would just always say positive uh, throughout the entire year. I had her for two years in high school. She was great. She actually wrote me my letter of recommendation for college. Uh, she would uh, teach me ways because she knew I had an English disability. She would teach me ways that I would understand. She would be very understandable if I would make little mistakes. She's like, okay, you, how about do this? She was very supportive. And I don't think an AI could do that, especially in the supporting aspect. Like having an AI support you mentally is very important in school. What about you, Sam? Have you ever had a really great teacher that has inspired uh, you? Man, I've had like three because I used to be like a terrible child. Like I mean, like a terrible <laughs> child. But the best one would be uh, my kindergarten teacher, uh, the doctor. Yeah, she was great, fantastic. Because I usually, so like besides her class from like first to fourth, I I would just sit off like every day. Like, I did some wild things. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I did some very wild things. But her class was the only class where, like, I, I didn't act up at all because, like, the first day, like, she made it clear that she was not playing, playing, playing in there, right? Like, she's the reason why, you know, I will, I will go keep big B before I, right? 
give me that life changing moment. So yeah, no, I do agree with my bigger point of teachers can tend to inspire and change lives. My question is more like, how would AI even do that? Yeah. Well, well, Dylan, D- Dylan always has a very supportive view in AI. All right. How, uh, okay. How would you? How would you see? How would you see us evolving into having an innate thing inspire us? No, I. I'm sorry. I won't have to take AI has to take that one. I don't think it can. Uh, like I, I think AI is so fantastic, so amazing, but it, it uh, it's not human. It can never be human. And no one please podcast was like it's possible, but I was just speaking out on other theories. It can never support someone mentally. It can never inspire someone. It can never be there for someone. There's so many different aspects of it that someone needs. And one of the bigger things that I, I was thinking while you guys were talking was discipline. Discipline shouldn't be taught by an AI. It should be taught from another human to another human. That's who, what makes you who you are. If one AI disciplines hundreds, hundreds of kids, right? Those kids will not be different. These kids, uh, these kids will all, they might all grow up the same. While if you have, let's just say, a parent disciplining two kids, they're going to be different because the parent is disciplining kids based on their beliefs and how they were disciplined. And what gives those people character, charisma, helps them grow as a person. While AI can't give you discipline without emotion. No, yeah, I agree. Like, once again, we get to the point of individuals, you know? Like, AI is like the ultimate collective whole. Like everyone's the same. Everyone learns the same. You know, like AI doesn't, I don't think AI can ever reach the point where it understands that individuals are unique to themselves. The authenticity of human yeah. nature. Yep. Yep. I feel like an AI teacher would lead would be to your point about, about the a socialist, or wow, okay, that's kind of weird. About about <laughs> how the schools, <laughs> about, about how the schools want one, uh, I guess, that's the majority of the kids to see, or they like at least the majority of the kids to see. Yep. Like, once again, uh, let me re quote this guy English philosopher Jeremy Beth, the uh, founder of utilitar- utilitarianism, the greatest good for the greatest number. That's really what secular education and even an AI teacher would do. It wouldn't really care about the outliers. It would only care about the 99th percentile. Yeah. And going back to discipline, these AIs would discipline these uh, kids in school. But is that right? that's the question. Is that way of disciplining way? Because I feel like it's the parents' job to discipline. And if, for example, a teacher now disciplines a kid, let's for example, takes away their phone, and the parents doesn't like the way that they discipline them, 
like this is my kid you don't discipline them like that they have a right to fight for the kid when he's like you're going to argue with an ai that's this is pointless i'm sorry but that's pointless you're either going to lose or the ai is generally not going to care because it doesn't have emotions so it's like (laughs) authenticity is life experiences and how First of all, your parents shape you, people around you shape you. And then AI, I don't think it helps shape you as a human being. I'm sorry. I feel like the world is taught by AIs. I, I'm sorry. This is just funny. I just think people like little kids just walking around like robots. is like, oh, <laughs> fucking human calculators. I'm, like, I'm sorry. That's just stupid. Robot bombing? Yeah. <laughs> that would be so... I, I was about to say something, but I'll just I'll keep it to myself for this one. So so yeah, it's it's, it's, it's just like Dylan said, it. just clone calculators, pretty much. <laughs> but uh, so I do have like one last thing to add to uh, your your point. Um, I feel like if a parent got mad, the AI the AI going Susie, put put your phone down, right? I feel like they would, they, would, they would just call the school and be like, take my student out of that class. Yeah? Exactly. Like, what? Uh, For example, what if the AI hits them? What are you going to do the AI? Imprison it? Exactly. Exactly. No, no, no. The AI programmed to hit kids, bro. No, no, no. The, the, AI, the AI scans the DNA of the child. It's like, yeah, this one's not going to survive past of the fifth grade. I would just beat the hell out of it. <laughs> no, let me explain AI. It's AI is artificial intelligence, correct? It yep. learns over time from different scenarios. And it could have learned that punching or that discipline from maybe a parent in the hallway spanking their kid. And you're like, I'm gonna do the same thing and bitch smacks the kid. And that's when I was like, the fuck no, fuck no. <laughs> it works. It, 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 <laughs> bitch, smack, bitch smack the principal. <laughs> yeah, this, this brought us to a really good point, slap Th- uh, third graders. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. So guys, the second big, the second and final big question for today's topic is this. One day while I was in my English class in my first semester, uh, my teacher brought up the idea of a college metaverse. She said that's the future for college. But here's my question for you guys. Can a college life truly be replicated in a virtual world like the metaverse, which I am against? Just throwing that out there. Go ahead, Dylan. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, this one hurts. This one, <laughs> this one hurts. Uh, no, I love the metaverse. I love the concept of it, of escaping reality. I No, we must remain in our reality. But... There's a point where I do have to agree with the, like, that's, I do have to agree with the energy. It's like, that's not our reality. I want to live in this world, not a fake one, where I'm this fucking popular motherfucker with, no, no one knows me. I'm sorry. 
I'd rather live in this world. I think it would be fun to be in. And it's just chill out. I'm like, oh, let's play games. That's why I like the current VR that we have now. Like, you can just join and play games. I want that to be more advanced. Like, you can actually feel stuff and just play games with friends. Maybe go, like, you want to go paintballing with someone across the world. Right? You can do that. Mm. But that's not my life. I'm just going to stay he- uh, here and enjoy your life. Uh, but with learning, fuck no. You do not, you still don't get the same interactions. You don't get to have that social interactions. I don't, I feel like it'll be the same thing as like a Zoom call almost. So it's like, you don't really talk much. Sam, you seem very, very against the idea. What are your thoughts? Man, man, the experience of college, that, that is hilarious. Okay. Let's just be, let's just be honest here, guys. In the back of every guy's head, when they go out of their mom's house and they go to some... Where is the pussy? Meta pussy. Meta pussy. Every metaverse comes with a big bill pocket pussy, bro. Uh, rated I uh, podcast. Uh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> We're not gonna advertise. Oh, <laughs> shit. We're never gonna get sponsors. You're your phone. Hey, wait, wait. We could get sponsors right now. From fucking Pornhub? <laughs> Take out our new Rose toy. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Okay. Should we all disagree with Metaverse for. Teaching or like classes, like meta teaching. That's good. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm for, sorry. For, for, for college, I would like to get my view on the situation before we invest. However, so, okay, go ahead. However, go, go I just ahead. thought of this now. However, I do think that we should have it. Let me explain. What if that person is medically ill and can't go in person to school? These metaverse. Teaching would allow them to go to school and still learn and kind of live a life that they can't. That's, that's oh, that is that, that is a good point. And so, sick people. Yeah, make like interactions, have like someone of like and while they're in a hospital bed, make friends online with these people enjoy a, a life for like if they have a like really bad autoimmune disorder where they can't leave the room. Yeah. Do you guys disagree with that? No, no, I don't. I mean, it's not wrong. It's not wrong. But the quote, but here's the thing, Dylan. It's for example, it's like prescription drugs. Some people need them, but some people don't actually need them. And they just abuse drugs, you know, like this metaverse thing. Okay. It's good for the people that are, that are ill, that can't go there. But what if there's people that don't want to make the effort to interact with the real world? So instead they just use that as a cope. They don't actually need it. But in, instead of trying to be better themselves, better their personality or whatever, better themselves as human beings, they just use this as a cope. That's something I can't control. I can't control other people. I, I don't, generally don't have an answer for that. There's, 
do you the same kind of argument that goes like do you have a solve for these drugs that are going out back and forth do you have a solve for like okay so we're prescribing these people drugs that desperately need them but they're also getting out for people who don't need them who just like the feeling of them so we just take it away in general and let these people suffer no i don't think that would be just yeah exactly so it's really this the perspective you see it of this. Do they want so, to live this non-fulfilling life to cope with the uh, whatever's going on? Or do they want to live a fulfilling life? Or are they in a hospital? And they do want to live a fulfilling life, but can't. It all plays into that. Uh, Sam, you wanted to say something? Obviously, that time, so like, what did the doctor prescribe it? He'd be like, Yeah, son, so uh, you can't leave this room, pal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, well, here's the thing it's not like, okay, you can't leave this room. I would feel like, I'm like, Well, they haven't left this whole room their whole life, or like, they got a chronic illness and they need to be taken care of for a couple months, but they still don't want to miss out like a good six months of their life. They can. Do this. Oh, actually, makes sense. And then they'll go back oh, to yeah. the regular school. Like, I feel like we get to a point with the metaverse where we like summon almost holograms. This would be cool. Where these people in holograms are like, okay, they're in the hospital, but they can walk around in the real world, right? Who are not in hospital, but enjoy the life. Hello, sorry for interrupting the current podcast. I hope you guys are enjoying it. I'm just here to let you guys know about our new socials on Instagram and TikTok and love. For you guys to follow them at Duncan Deep Thoughts, right back at it on the podcast. Ooh, that's actually a really good idea. That should be our next topic. Hey, I, I guess I guess we'll decide. Oh, but here's my take on this whole: Can college life be replicated in a virtual world? I think no. Here's my take: College has taught me lessons. Lessons that I have had to learn interacting with girls, making new friends. Like, there is no comparison with meeting an actual person in real life or talking to a girl in real life for the first time where you guys have never met each other. There is nothing that compares to that feeling. You can't recreate that in the metaverse. You can't recreate that that fear that you have to overcome. All of these lessons that you learn just meeting new people, trying to build your community, you can't really replicate those feelings, that that same intensity. Sure, you can try to, but it doesn't carry that. You're still hiding behind a brick wall. Yeah. Like, you never actually get that lesson. So that's why I think college life cannot be replicated in the virtual world. But Dylan did bring up a good point. And I'm sorry to bust your balls, everyone. This is not Ready Player One, where it's a romance story where they fall in love in the metaverse and then they meet each other. I'm sorry. That's not going to fucking happen. It could, but the chances <laughs> of that happening is very low. All right. All right, everyone. Thanks thanks for listening to today's episode of Duncan Deep Thoughts. Uh, we hope you guys have a great weekend. Uh, see you guys next week. Thanks Bye-bye. for listening. Goodbye, guys. <laughs>